time for a break. Grab a coffee, get comfy, and catch up with old friends. Join us for an easy chat on all the biggest news stories of the day on ICRT Breakdown, a bilingual 2030 policy program brought to you in cooperation with the National Development Council. Yo, welcome to another edition of ICRT's Breakdown. A look at all the fun stuff that's going on in the world with some very interesting people. I am your host A, Tim Berge, and host B is I'm Paz Bueno. And Paz, I think we have a very special guest with us again today. Yes, joining us today is Jean from Ghost Island Media's podcast on the right side of the Ambassador. She has a lot of travel experience from、uh, spending time with her spouse, who is a former ambassador of Taiwan, and in her podcast. She generally just talks about her firsthand experiences traveling around the world. So, hi, Jean. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, Jean. Thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you for coming. We're very interested in you telling us about your podcast and also the right side of the ambassador. So that means you're on the right hand side, or maybe you're probably on the correct. Side of the ambassador. I could be sideless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the English title for our podcast show, and then Chinese title is called "Bie Jiao Wo Da Shi Fu Ren." Literally translated, "Don't call me a Madame Ambassador." <laughs> the reason why is usually a spouse of a diplomat. It could be a cardboard cutout. It's a standing sign, and so if people call me Madame Ambassador, it make me feel like I I have no brain. <laughs> so I said, okay, 别叫我大使夫人，因为如果叫我大使夫人以后就其他什么都没有了。But on the right side of the ambassador, meaning、um, usually in diplomatic circle, the wife of ambassador is always sitting on the right side, which is more a respectful position, and also like you have to behave. Correctly,、mm. so that's on the right side. It could be、uh, risky if you're on the left side and you're <laughs> on the wrong side. That's what it means. So, with your podcast, what are you trying to share with the audience? Well, people are always curious about what does diplomat do, <laughs> and more, what do their wives do, their spouses. <laughs> yes. So, so you do、yeah. all the fun stuff, aren't you? Not really. Not really. I mean, no. Well, now when I look back, yeah, they seem to be very fun. But the time is was actually very busy, busier than my real career. Because、uh, you know, when you relocated to a post, you need to move houses, you need to find school for the kids, and you have a lot of uh, entertainment uh, to do, like entertaining、uh, diplomatics corps people, and also making new friends,、uh, learning a new language, adjusting to different. Or say weather's or customs, so it's actually quite challenging in the beginning. I would say, in some ways, actually, your job, quote unquote, is probably more difficult than the ambassador's, because I mean, the ambassador he she would have like a set schedule of things to do, and you kind of have to create a lot of this yourself, don't you? Right. Well, my job is as a diplomat's wife is usually、um, the territory is usually at home, especially for Taiwanese、uh, diplomatic relationship is quite. Difficult, you know, in the past, and so I have to entertain、uh, guests at home a lot. So it takes me two to three days to prepare a meal and to prepare for the guest list, and also、um, take care of all this food. And especially when I don't have a chef to go with me, so I have to cook everything myself. Wow, that doesn't sound fun. Sounds like a very tiring <laughs> position to be in. I think I can open a restaurant now. Well, we'll be your first <laughs> clients. We'll be your、it. first customers. Okay. <laughs> so today we've invited Jean to join us in talking about Songkran. 
Um, it is a significant annual celebration in Thailand, which you have been in before. First of all, I would like to pronounce this a word in a more proper way. Did I say it wrong? So, so <laughs> we, we've been making mistakes all this time. <laughs> right? It's it's actually called Song Gran. Song Gran. Yeah, it's a G, not a K. Yeah. Song Gran. Oh. Interesting. Right. So Song Gran uh, actually is a uh, uh, Thai New Year's, and it's uh, derived from uh, a Sanskrit word Sankranti, which is related to the sun's movement or astrological passage between constellations in the sky, so it symbolized the start of a, a new year. But it, it's actually the hottest month of the year in Thailand, so it's also called the Water Festival. But that doesn't mean like you're very hot, so people splash water all over. But it's also meaning like it's a cleaning festival, just like in. Taiwan, we need to Yeah. So before New Year's, they will clean the houses and clean the, even the Buddhas, mm-hmm. statues. Yeah, and also they want to kind of clean away the negativity or anything that is not positive in the past. Right. So to wash away every bad experience from the last year right. and like welcome the new year but, on but, a clean slate, quite right, literally. Right. right, a time of cleansing. Yeah. But that's also interesting. So you said that in Thailand, Song, Song, Gran. Song Gran is actually according to the solar calendar, according to the sun and not to, like in Taiwan, the New Year's is according to the lunar calendar. Yeah, I guess so. so every year, yes. so it's on April 13th, the same day every year. Right, right. Well, that makes it a lot easier for planning your holiday schedule then. Yes. Right. <laughs> so Songkran derived from Sanskrit, so it's related to the sun's movements. In which constellation it is located in the sky. So it symbolizes the start of the new year. So celebrated, you said, in April. Right. Uh, April 13th is a specific date. Here in Taiwan for the Lunar New Year, we have like a week-long holiday for the Lunar New Year. But like the Lunar New Year is technically only just one day. Right. So if the New Year is in April, um, how long is the celebration? Like how long do you have to keep washing things? It's about <laughs> three to four days, I would okay. say, like starting April 12th to the 16th. But I think the New Year days is on the 13th. Okay. During this time, they would, you know, put some white powder on their face. And I think representing uh, cleaning. And then splashing water on the passerby. So you have to be very careful when you're walking on the street. During this period of time, you will get very, very wet mm-hmm. from splashing. Are there any other customs associated with uh, the... Uh the song. song I keep wanting to say that K there. <laughs> yeah, you know? You're gonna have to take that K out of my yeah, alphabet. It's, okay. It's a very auspicious um, traditional festival, I would say. So, in, besides cleaning, and I just say cleaning the house, cleaning the Buddha, and it also they would do some offering to the monks and visit the temple. That's a must. Mm-hmm. And also merit making. Uh, one of them is function which is uh, they would release birds or fish or sometimes turtle into their natural inhabitants and just to show their compassion. Um, Where is the biggest celebration? So like if I were going to travel to Thailand, where should I go? If you want to really get a big violent splash, Mm. then you could go to, I suggest you go to 
Chiang Mai, the northern capital of Thailand. Because in Chiang Mai, it was so because it's so convenient to just get water from the river, you just pick up a bucket, splash every single thing that you see inside. Okay. And you get your car cleaned at the same time, I think. <laughs> I mean, I think everything is clean okay. in Thailand that day. Head to toe. Yes. Okay. okay, it's good. But I think it is interesting. I mean, I've only been in uh, Thailand once during this festival. And it is interesting, you know, in Chinese, it's called Po Shui Jie. Right. And I discovered very quickly and very much to my surprise, because I was unfamiliar with this, that people are throwing big, fat water balloons and everything at people. And I just got drenched, not knowing that I was going to get drenched that day walking on the street. So it's a very boisterous and a very happy festival, too. So the way I imagine, so I've never been in Thailand. I have been in Thailand before, but not during this festival. My imagination is that people are kind of like splashing. Towards each other. But the way you're making it sounds more strategic. It's like people are weaponizing the water in a way. She probably knows more than we do, but it kind of seems to be both. That people are both doing strategically, but also just in a fun and boisterous way. For me, the most, uh, the biggest and the most violent splash <laughs> violent, <water> okay, <laughs> is in Chiang Mai. Mm. Really? The reason why is they have a canal right there. <laughs> so the water is right, the limitless. The water is right there. Convenient so, access. And they were splat not only on the people but onto the cars. Wow. Everything that they see, everything inside. They were just, Buildings, right. trees. So it was... It came to a point that I was kind of scared <laughs> because I was, I was already all wet and it still keeps splashing. I see. So it after a while, it feels like it becomes a little bit too much. Right. Okay, yeah. I see. So it's a lot of water. So people drench each other. And then in Chiang Mai as well, so they have the... 就是旁边就有一个一个河流了，所以他们就是直接拿河流的水去泼水。And in some rural areas，在一些比较农村的地区，呃，the uh, celebration can last even longer. What's the longest time um, Song Songkran has been celebrated? That's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> you mean the day or or like what's the longest Songkran celebration? Like some people celebrate. You said like three, four right. days. I think. For a week or sometimes the whole month. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. Because when uh, some people will go away for holidays and when they come back and then... But for the Boshui, yes. Oh, okay. So the cleaning has so to happen the before the new year. Worst splash. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So I can't splash you like a week later. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yes, it will be a little bit like outdated. <laughs> yeah, okay. The new year is already here. Uh, I've been know? accused of being outdated many times, so that would be nothing new. No, I'm just no. kind of curious, are there any other greetings you can teach us associated with this holiday? Yeah, like how do you say Happy New Year? In Thailand, when you greet people, you always say Sawadika, right? Yes. But yeah. that's for ladies. Mm-hmm. For men, you have to say Sawadikrap. Sawadikrap. Right. Okay. And so you use Sawadi. And then say New Year, so Sawadi be my. Sawadi be my. Yeah, and you can say Sawadi be my ka. Sawadi be my ka. Right, you got that down. That's great. 
Thank you, thank you. Okay, so it's a celebration. So people just say this to each other, like, right? Upon on that day, okay. Sawadee bima. Mm-hmm. Everyone will say to each other. So you can say it to anybody you meet on the street. Right. Cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe you will give hongbao also. Oh, really? Yeah, they do that too. Some like Chinese Thai oh, or Thai yes. Chinese. They okay. do the hongbao too. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Is there anything special that maybe, well, maybe t- that's the day we pretend that we're not Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> Are there any special customs that the Thai have, like maybe that they give gifts to children or anything like oh, that? They give flowers, flowers, and cool. food. Yes, it's like an offering to gods and to family, mm-hmm. and, and they do a lot of dancing also, parade yes. dancing. It's, it's a very happy mm-hmm. occasion. You know, I think Thai people are really happy-go-lucky yes. Thai when it comes to festival. Well, it just seems like in general, Thai people are just very friendly. You go there and you feel really relaxed. You go to restaurants even. You just feel so comfortable in Thai. Right. It's, it's a Buddhist country. So right. They were very... Um, They're big on kindness. Yes. Compassion. And, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. And speaking of restaurants, you mentioned restaurants. Yes. Food. Uh, my experience in Thailand, literally every single place, whether it was like a, a food stall, 不管是小吃摊饭, or if I went to like an actual restaurant right. that was selling, I went to like an Indian curry restaurant in Thailand. Okay. As well. All the food was so good. Why is all the food in Thailand so good? <laughs> well, to me, it's a little bit sweet mm. to the sweet side. But in the northern Thai food, it's it's closer to the Yunnan and Chinese oh, cool. influence. So it's different. But Thai food is also influenced from the Persian food mm. and Indian. So yes. it's, it's a lot of curries and mix. And also, they're very creative people. Mm-hmm. Oh,也是跟水有关系的。So it's still related to water in one way. So you're cleansing your palate, I suppose. Okay, and another famous dish is the the mango sticky rice, which is an infamous dessert. So oh, mangoes are also in season during April. That's right. That's yeah, right. So it's between, the sweetest. Yeah. So between March and May, mangoes are in season. Just是芒果的盛产期. So uh, there's also a lot of like mango sticky rice during the Thai New Year. Mango sticky rice. Awesome. Okay. So I would say that Thai people are very um, good in receiving uh, friends from afar, or they're very family oriented. Yeah, they're very big on hospitality. Yeah, so Songkran is actually not only the festival of social life, also religions and also family. Okay. Cool. Yes. Cool. I think Thai people are very creative. I mean, if you look at their Sanskrit, their, their writing system, yes. they have to be an artist, everyone. <laughs> it's so difficult. There's no, like, uh, comma or period. You would just have to gather, figure out yourself. Wow. Okay. It's, it's like a bunch of elephants and snakes running. <laughs> you just can't read. It's a very pictographic <laughs> script. Now right, I don't feel right. so bad when I don't understand anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I want to go in and maybe mention some of the vocabulary words. So Jean, you've already spoken that some of the customs are making merit, merit making. So you have uh, acts of kindness, and you have to also like release some animals. Just是给动物放生，放生动物。对。Okay. So we also have watering plants.
plants or trees, giving alms, 布施 to monks,、mm. so just giving them food or new robes, or listening to the monks preaching, and as you mentioned, spending time with family and friends. 对，或到庙里拜拜。Ah,、oh, yes.、Mm. Okay, and, and the fact that they clean the Buddha statue, they also clean the Buddha statue. This thing, I think, is also very magical. Is everything clean? And I kind of found that surprising. So that's not considered to be sacrilegious or anything to be splashing yeah, water on the Buddha statues. Yeah, it's very magical. Yeah, but some of them are very big. Oh, so maybe they need to be cleaned regularly. Okay, I see. So it's kind of like a yearly cleaning、right. that they do. And then they could put flowers because they've put in a lot of flowers. Yeah, they put.、Buddha. I know in Thailand, a、uh, garlands are very popular. Right. 就是那个花环。Mm-hmm. 对，所以很很多人都会把花环放在菩萨的脖子上。对，其实编那个花环是需要很长的时间。Really? 很细的花，一朵一朵的。Okay. 接上去。Wow. 像编织一样的。I see. So it's like knitting a garland. Right. Yes. <laughs> knitting flowers. I like that. Okay.、Mm-hmm. On the night before the The beginning of Songkran, many people clean their homes and get rid of all their junk. So it's a little bit like the spring cleaning. 就像我们过年之前会做一个大扫除 before the Lunar New Year. People also clean the Buddha statues. 他们也会泼水给菩萨的像 And the most famous aspect 就是 Songkran 的最大的一个特征就是泼水嘛，它是泼水节 ，the water splashing. People have water fights and they drench each other. 会互相泼水 to wash away bad luck and bring good luck in the year to come. And there are water fights all over the city, and people will also visit temples. There are parades, 会有游行 There are folk dances, 很多人会跳舞 Beauty pageants, 会有选美比赛 and boat races. And other customs also include making merit, so 要做善行 watering plants, releasing animals, 放生动物 and、uh, spending time with family and friends. So, what are some other kinds of celebrations or some other ways that we can celebrate Songkran? For the parade parts, I know they have to sing. Ah, also, besides dancing or making merit, there is also singing. Ah, because Thailand has a village called Anthong. This village is famous for its drumming. Awesome. Okay, so drum village. They even supply drums around the world. Awesome. So now we come to the fun part of the show, the part that I always like. We kind of talk about something fun, or maybe something not so fun in English. So a cat's meow, something you really like, or a pet peeve, something that kind of really bothers you, something you don't like. And this time, I have my cat's meow, which is underdog. An underdog is something you oftentimes hear about in movies, kind of like a character who maybe starts out as being.、Um, A little bit pushed down, or they're not quite the、uh, the really cool person in the movie. But through time, they kind of show that they're the actual hero. They're the ones that strive to be good. And like a good example is, I don't know if you guys remember this, but the movie Legally Blonde. Yes. Okay. So Legally Blonde, what is it? You know, in American movies, the blonde woman is always kind of the dumb and stupid woman. She's in law school. Everyone thinks she's a stupid blonde, but at the end, she shows that she's smarter than all those old men who are telling her that she's stupid. So she was the underdog. And I kind of just got, was thinking about that because recently there's been a lot of people in the news who are the same way. They're kind of underdogs. They're being pushed down, but I think over time they're going to be shown to be the heroes. They're the people who may be pushing for more civil rights and more、uh, freedom for people around the world. So let's maybe hope that these people are successful. 
So that's uh, my cat's meow. Yes. So Paz, what's your choice this month? Uh, for me, I also chose a cat's meow. Um, it's actually meow, meow. a phrase, a, a commonly, a commonly well-known phrase. Uh, you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. Ooh, that's a good one. So you, in order to achieve success, you gotta sometimes make a mess. You gotta make a mess. Break sometimes. a few eggs in the process. It's okay. You sacrifice a few things for the general progress. Yes, Yay, I like that. Mm-hmm. How about How Jean? About Jean? My meow. <laughs> Your meow your if, if you like it, a peeve if you dislike it. <laughs> so this is meow and peeve. <laughs> <laughs> but referring when you just said about Legally Blonde mm. and the underdog, and I think on the right side of the ambassador, sometimes it's a little bit of underdog. But you can't really uh, underestimate a spouse uh, influence or right. or his gongrao, a big 到底是一个人形立牌而已，还是他必须永远要做一个正确的 on the right side的一个大使夫人。其实呢，他也是一个最不会被recognized的，因为他是没有领薪水的，所以，所以我今天的应该是中间吧，喵 and P，就是 on the right side of the your cat's peeve. Yeah, we've had that before. Cat's peeve. Go ahead.对啊，所以有的时候。always on the right side. You could go on the left. Yes. Even though that's a little bit against the protocol. <laughs> well, that's great. I really enjoyed that. Yes. yes. Me too. So, that was another edition of uh, Breakdown here on ICRT. This program is sponsored by the National Development Council as we're helping out to promote bilingualism in Taiwan. Let me again thank Jean for joining us this week. Thank you for And Jean, you have your podcast called... 别叫我大使夫人, on the right side of the ambassador. And which you are, that is correct. And so also Paz, our co-host. Uh, bye. <laughs> thank you for I'm, listening. And I'm Tim, your other co-host, saying, hey, join us again next time. Breaking the ice. Breaking the mold. Breaking down the news. You've been listening to ICRT Breakdown a bilingual 2030 policy program brought to you in association with the National Development Council.